Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 143 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. Jacob, happy Women's History Month. And happy Women's History Month to you, too. Oh, you remembered. I do. I, I don't know why. It was like in the back of my mind. I got. I was like, I have to make sure to wish Michelle a happy Women's uh, History Month. I mean, it's it's important. So every year, as you probably know, March is designated Women's History Month mm-hmm. by presidential proclamation. So you know it's legit. And it's a month that's kind of set aside to honor women's contributions in American history. And remember, you can enjoy the history of women at any time. That's very but true. But this is always a good time to, to dive in. So the National Women's History Alliance, they select and publish the, a yearly theme for Women's History Month. So the theme for 2021 captures the spirit of these challenging times for women. And since many of the women's suffragette centennial celebrations that they had planned for 2020, you know, were curtailed. Yeah. In case you didn't remember, there's something happened last yeah. year. Totally over, though. <laughs> um, the National Women's History Alliance is extending the annual theme for 2021, which is Valiant Women of the Vote Refusing to be Silenced. It's Ooh. a solid It's a solid title. I always like the word valiant. Sounds awesome. Valiant is a really good word. I always get mad when I hear It's a words. perfectly cromulent word. That's what <laughs> I'll say it is. Um, so women's contributions and accomplishments have you know, over the years been largely overlooked and consequentially omitted from mainstream culture. Um, I think it's always getting a little better. It's starting to get a little bit better. But it's definitely still a theme. If if they can masculinize uh, some kind of issue, they're definitely like they definitely try to do that. But luckily, what do you mean masculinize an issue? I feel like sometimes like things that women do that they get that they don't get credit for. Like if there's a guy that's even tangentially involved, they'll be like, oh, this Professor Don whatever was the lead scientist behind this. And then Emily, real person, is the one who does all the work. I've been really frustrated because they keep like every news morning show is always like their whole thing is can women have it all? Can they work and have a family? Can women have it all? And I'm like, why are you always asking that stupid question? You You never, you literally never ask that about men ever. And it's so frustrating. You know, when it comes to like (laughs) children, it it takes two to tango. So, you know, just just pointing out a little fact there that it It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that difficult. It shouldn't be that difficult. Um, But a lot of people may not know is that there is a national women's history museum that can help kind of fill the void right now. And it serves as, as a place for women's history um, within current historical narratives because, I mean, an inclusive history is a good history. I, I would say that's a pretty <laughs> yes. a pretty non-denominational um, idea. Yeah, and what's great about this museum is that it is available online, and so, like, all of its resources you can access from your computer. So this is, like, a perfect time to go and check that out. Don't forget to check out Michelle's exhibit for uh, Silky Voices of the 21st Century. I have the most buffalo nasally voice in the <laughs> Entire world, but I'm gonna appreciate you. You have sentiment. you have not once said crick, so I don't I don't believe you have that <laughs> buffalo of an accent. Uh, okay, so we are actually going to um, reintroduce an episode that we did three years ago, wow. if you can imagine, for our first so, Women's History Month. So young, so full of hope we were. <laughs> you know, way more cynical now. <laughs> um, I also thought it was really interesting for Women's History Month who popped up in the news because all hail, and it's Tina Turner. 
Oh. And she shared some secrets for being truly happy and how she transformed her life. Who doesn't want to hear from Tina Turner? I'll answer for you. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear from yeah. Tina Turner. So we don't I mean, need another hero. We just need <laughs> Tina Turner. That was fantastic. That was actually a good one. I Thank give you credit you. for Thank that. You. So with a career spanning over six decades, Tina Turner, I mean, she sold more than 200 million albums worldwide. She's wow. won like eight Grammys. She's written a bestseller memoir. The latest one is called Happiness Becomes You. Her movie is awesome, if har- extremely hard to watch. Oh, what's love got to do with it? Seen it like a million times. That's a, that's really a fantastic film. But in this book, it's really a guide to life using Buddhist principles, which is really really interesting. So, Tina Turner, who's currently living in Switzerland, oh. something really awesome about that. She said that the silver lining was that through hardships and heartbreaks in her life, I discovered within me a strength that I could survive even the worst situations. And she discovered this um, in Buddhism and she kind of began began chanting a mantra, which, you know, they say is really helpful for people trying to meditate in this and that. I've tried a couple times, but can't, I gotta like can't do it. lock it down. But she kind of realized that she had everything within her that she needed to change her circumstances and create a happier life. So it's kind of a good time. This is a reminder, but for men and women, that your inner wisdom knows how to connect you to the joy that resides within you. And the bottom line is that becoming happier is up to you. You know, no one person can make you happy. And you can't build happiness at the expense of others. You That's have true. to like actually work at it. So you know it's a it's a real balance of doing I good mean, for others and taking care of yourself. I mean, Tina Turner is a very good life model. Like you know, she lady's got some good ideas and good thoughts. So and she's been through hardships and she's had to pull herself up. It's it's solid. That's, a, that's an understatement, I'd say for sure. Definitely. So solid March advice. I mean, because we're all. We can barely handle our desire for winter to end, oh, I know. for COVID to end. And just, <laughs> you think it can't get any worse? What happens next week? Oh, daylight savings time, so we're losing sleep and oh, all that. Oh, not that again. Yep, yep, stupid farmers. Get over this, guys. <laughs> it's fine, you can do it. <laughs> um, and then before we hop into the episode, I have to, one clip to make everyone happy. If you thought... That Tina Turner is the queen. I have one more queen of the oh. world right now, and that would be country music music legend Adele Parton. Oh, the best, the yes. best. Did you see she got her vaccine last Tuesday? Which her she actually helped fund the research for Did, Moderna. Why am I not surprised by that? Yeah, she's she's seriously awesome. She she really wanted to encourage people to get their vaccine, and she did it in the only way that she knows how with song, so listen up. Well, hey, it's me. I'm finally gonna get my vaccine. I'm so excited. I've been waiting a while. I'm old enough to get it, and I'm smart enough to get it. So I'm very happy that I'm gonna get my Moderna shot today. And I wanted to tell everybody, I think you should get out there and do it too. I even changed one of my songs to fit the occasion. It goes, vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Cause once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. <laughs> no, see, <laughs> she's the best. 70-something years old, still sings that song better than Miley Cyrus could ever dream to. 
You know, Miley Cyrus actually wasn't terrible at that song. No, she wasn't terrible. You go against Dolly Parton, man. That's a rough spot to be in. That's true. I would never want to do that. So, um, okay, yes. we're Again, like we said, we're going to play one of our favorite episodes about Women's History Month. It has some great suggestions, so you get, please. You get, to, you get to vote, decide how much our voices have changed over those three years, the raspiness. The oh, I don't want to think about that. If it smoky. has, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> but please do enjoy. <laughs> so National Women's History Month can trace its roots back to March 8, 1857, when women from New York City factories, they staged a protest over working conditions. Um, and then International Women's Day was first observed in 1909. Um, and then in 1987, I believe Congress expanded it uh, to a whole month. So this is our month. So we're going to talk about some films that are good for Women's History Month that maybe have strong female characters or strong messages and books and things of that nature. So do you want to just hop right into it? Sure, sure. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to start with one of my favorite movies. It's one of those ones you throw on on like a Saturday afternoon and you just kind of kind of relax to it. Is A League of Their Own? Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Um, yeah, it's just the story of um, during World War II, um, Major League Baseball kind of, you know, wasn't going to play because all, a lot of their guys were going over to fight in the war, obviously, because, yes. you know, it was World War II. So in order to make up the lost revenue, the owners decided to start an all-women's um, baseball league. And the story, the movie basically follows um, the story of Gina Davis and her sister Lori Petty as they uh, get into the league and then, you know, Play against amazing people like Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. Yeah, Madonna, <laughs> Tom Hanks, of course, in an amazing performance in that movie. I, maybe my favorite. That and The Burbs, maybe my Tom, my favorite Tom Hanks. <laughs> you definitely are a maximum Hanks at that one. It's true. Um, but this is just a movie highlighted with strong female characters from top to bottom. Um, it's a good sports movie all around. Like, if you're a fan of sports movies, you're going to be right in your wheelhouse with this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what? I love how you always cut to the clips, but you know what? I actually have a clip. That I think we should play. Oh, I know it's gonna. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Say, Evelyn, can I ask you a question? You got a moment? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's not love! That's three feet above your <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> it's the best. This it's is the so, best. Just so awesome. This it's, whole movie. I hope that, that people listen because that is how you start a Monday. Yeah. It's just, you know, and it's such a heartwarming movie as you're watching it, too. Like, it's great. It's And it's really great to see women in sports films. Yeah, so check it out, everybody. League of Their Own. If you have Awesome haven't. movie. We'll do a couple that I think are obvious, and then we'll move on to maybe a little lesser-known ones. But just because you mentioned Gina Davis, I have to throw Thelma and Louise out there. Okay. Um, again, most people know the story. Um, it has Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon, and they go on a fishing trip, but they uh, end up fl- fleeing from the law because Louise, um, who's played by Susan Sarandon, shoots and kills a man who's trying to sexually assault Thelma at a bar. Um, so they decide to flee to Mexico together. And if you haven't seen it, it's just a really powerful 
you know, women film, it comes up so much in girls. Like there are so many, like literally <laughs> my sister texted me this morning with the weather and was like, let's just Thelma and Louisa. Like, let's just drive to Mexico and whatever happens, happens. And most importantly in the movie is the introduction of young, beautiful Brad Pitt. Oh, I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I mean, that is a seminal moment. in. That's like a, we all know where we were when we first saw Brad Pitt. In Everybody just kind of sat up in their seats like, who is this guy? Yeah. Okay. But I do want to jump into a more, more serious uh, movie for the month, which is Norma Ray. So for people that haven't seen it, uh, like a lot of her family before her, Norma Ray, who is played by Sally Field, works at a local textile mill. And the pay is just terrible. The hours are terrible. There's lousy working conditions. And she ends up hearing a rousing speech by uh, a labor activist, which inspires her to rally her fellow workers um, in the case for unionism. So really good film, great performances. Um, I have to say that's one that you watch and... It's hard to to explain to you, but as a woman, you're really like, oh, I feel I feel such pride, like these women who took steps before me to make things better, specifically for me. Uh, so that one I highly recommend for the month. It's you know, and it's it gets more impressive over time because you don't really think of exactly how much of a risk or how difficult some of those things, like getting those rights and just to be looked at as equals, even though still kind of not. But yeah, like taking the steps that they did, like standing up for. Um, Women's the vote, you know. Oh yeah, and I have a couple movies too that where we can talk about that that are really powerful. But is there anything you want to mention? Anything uh, you like? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch to a book for once because okay. I feel like I do too many movies sometimes. All right. I'm gonna go with the new Andy Weir novel Artemis, um, his follow up to The Martian. Oh, okay, yeah, I listened um, to that book. That was good. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. Um, it is a story of Jasmine Bashar. She lives up on uh, Artemis, which is like a space colony. Uh, you know, a space colony up on the moon. Um, and it's just about her, it's like a mystery kind of tale, um, story about her life up there, smuggling. It's like a mystery detective story. There's uh, all sorts of intrigue and stuff going on. Oh, she's a really awesome character, though. Yeah, it's a great first person. She doesn't take person. any garbage from anyone. <laughs> if you liked the way that The Martian was written from like the first person perspective, so you get everybody's thoughts and ideas, um, you're going to like this one. Um, the setting is very memorable. Um, it's very, he's very good with imagery, so... You definitely get like a good sense of place with it. Okay. And the main character I said, she's just very sassy and I listened to the audiobook and Rosario Dawson narrated it. So I think oh, that's, she's really perfect. That's a perfect. She'd be good yeah. for a, a movie or T V adaptation of it. Okay, yeah. I um, recommend that. That's good. It's a good yeah. female character. Yeah, come check that one out. Um, I'll hop into a book. Um, I recently read Together We Rise, which is about the Women's March um, on Washington last year. So that was the largest single-day demonstration in recorded U.S. history. The Women's March involved between 3 and like 5.2 million people in the United States and then a ton of people internationally. Um, I was there in D.C. It was crazy pants. Like, I, my brain couldn't even really fathom the amount of people that were around me. Like, everywhere you looked, you were just like, oh, there's hundreds of thousands of people down that street and that street. But the book is really good. It has uh, images from the day, which are really uplifting. And it just talks about all of these women that had to work together with different backgrounds, culturally, ethnically, um, and the hard work that they put in and what you are able to accomplish with that. So Yeah, that was just that was such a big event last year, the the Women's March. Yeah, uh, it was I huge. remember you going down there. It was very seemed like you enjoyed the whole sense of 
purpose around there. So yeah, absolutely. It was really nice. I mean, there were a lot of men there too, which was great, and children always, and dogs and everything. <laughs> um, but it was definitely nice to know something that was just organized by women for women. Yeah. So I'd so, recommend that. And then I'll just throw in real quick. Um, speaking of activism. The book by Gloria Steinem called My Life on the Road. I think I've mentioned it before, but she's awesome. She is a writer, an activist, an organizer, and just an overall inspiring lady. But this book um, is like a candid account of her life as a traveler and a listener and all the things that she has done to be a catalyst of change. Um, I actually read that book right before I went to the march. So I was just like, I was hyped up. You're all kinds ready. of ready. <laughs> I was like, like let's, ah. let's do this. Put my Wonder Woman cape on. So yes, <laughs> I highly recommend that to listeners. So All right, sweet. All right, next one I'm going to go with is um, I'm going to go with the Notorious RBG. Oh, my fave. I knew I knew you would like that I'm one. I'm so happy with my face is lit up. <laughs> that so, is, I mean, come on. Look at look at my tea mug that I bring here every day. Oh, look at that. Look at her beautiful face. She does yep, have, RBG is, is on my mug. I look at her every morning with her little descent. Hi, darling. So this is the, uh, the biography of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm-hmm. uh, Supreme Court justice and all-around awesome person. All around incredible person. Yeah. Like I've read a couple books about her. Oh really? There's no stopping her. Um, yes. There were a lot of obstacles in her way too to oh. get where she is. Like no doubt. Well, you're more educated, so by all means, take. Well, over no, no, just you know, uh, you know, like she was the only female in her law school class, so that kind of sets okay. the stage for you know the constant obstacles in her way and walls that were put in front of her that she she knocked down and is still going strong today oh Not yeah to mention she, she does t- 20 push-ups like three days a week and i can't do two so yeah 20 Ooh, that's impressive <laughs> it's actually very impressive yeah. i just saw a trailer too that people can check out that there is a documentary coming out about her oh really yeah oh well look for keep an eye open for that everybody oh and you know you know i will oh, um well, you don't well you just like i'm gonna you're gonna compare it to the books and be like actually you're gonna go full comic book well eye on it. you know that's that's a fiction story i mean with a with a biography it's kind of hard to be like yeah that is I can't well, the way they described her dinner in the book was way more realistic i than can't in the movie. i can't wait to see the inevitable uh biopic for the, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That is going to be some fun casting, let me tell you. It's <laughs> going to be Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. Might as well mark it down. Uh, maybe. I could, I could kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Um, see, it's already begun. It does a good one, Jacob. Good for you. Um, so I'm going to go back to movies. I would recommend Iron Jawed Angels. Have you seen that? No, I okay. haven't actually. What's so that, that? has uh, Hilary Swank, which are you a Hilary Swank fan? Off and on. She's an excellent actress. Um, I don't like all of her stuff. I she didn't really peaked c- kind of quick. I think that's something like oh, she won those two Oscars right away. And I feel like she disappeared a little. But who could forget the next Karate Kid? <laughs> you know, we all we all have our <laughs> starts. Um, but in this movie, she plays Alice Paul, who it, it really takes a look at a very pivotal event in American history. So Alice Paul was an activist and a suffragette, and it tells a story about her and a group of women that took the whole women's suffragette movement by storm. They put their lives at risk. She was jailed. There are hunger strikes involved. The, The movie itself, it's not the best movie that I've ever seen. And the reason is, is that when they made it, they, which I feel is like 2005, 2006, they have that, um, it has like modern music with, you know, 19s, 20s look, which they do all the time now in yeah, TV shows. And I think it now. plays really well. But for some reason, watching this older movie, which it was probably kind of groundbreaking when they did it, 
it feels kind of bad. It feels really cheesy and it doesn't work as well as it does in other things. But the story itself is itself is still great and the performances are great. And again, I felt really moved where I'm like, you are not just doing this for yourself. Like, yes, it is something that you will that you want to get out of it, but you are doing it for women kind and it's really extraordinary. Yeah. I could see how that like time frame, like songs coming in can really throw off for a movie. I know like if you ever hear like Evanescence bust into a movie, you're like, oh, I'm immediately in the early. And I feel like they would have had Evanescence (laughs) if they existed. Then I think there was some like Joan Osborne, maybe it it wasn't the best, but I like what they were trying to do. It doesn't you know, the movie doesn't necessarily have to be good in order to accomplish its goal or to get its point across. You know, execution and message are two different things in movies. Well, I think the movie that came out not long ago, Suffragette, again, about the same thing. The women's suffragette movement had Meryl Streep. It had Carrie Mulligan. And again, I found that inspiring while I watched it. That is another one that you can check out at the library. But it wasn't, I'm, I, they need a suffragette movie that just like kills it. Like they just haven't found it yet. Um, they're, they're moving and they're powerful, but I don't know. Something is missing. No, period pieces are a little tricky. So, you, And I think that too where I get maybe frustrated with women's reactions, but I'm like, that's how they had to be. Yeah. In that time, I can't judge that. They that was the way that it was. These are these are housewives. These are women that were not expected to go to college and were judged if they did. So you know, you kind of got to set your mind for it. You know, you know what? While we're talking about period pieces, we've talked about it before, but I'm going to put over the marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon Prime oh, again. So good, because uh, that show is just delightful. It it's, is. It is really great. I'll be excited when the library gets it in, so more people can see it. But oh. I do love Mrs. Maisel yeah, as it, well. Everybody who's like seen the little previews, like, what is this show? I see like little banners on my Fire Stick or whatever mm-hmm. I'm watching, and it's like I don't know what this is. Go out of your way to check it out. Once we get it here at the library, put a hold on it. She is an awesome female character as well. Yeah, just <laughs> one one of the biggest surprise shows. I didn't think I was going to like it ended up loving it can't wait for the next season yeah and I think it's good too because it shows the contrast of her living in a time where she has to be like the happy housewife mother mm-hmm. but is also branching out and wants to do awesome things like yeah. the same things that her husband wants to do so and she's much better at it too it's That's very good really I do I love that all right let me let me bring down all this joy there's too many smiles so mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring it down to Whoa. sad town yeah um, there are a couple doc- documentaries that are definitely worth checking out. So the first one is Misrepresentation. This film kind of gained, I feel, critical acclaim when it came out and it started a social uh, action movement to redress the ways that women and girls are misrepresented in films and advertisement and visual media. And it's really, it's powerful and it shows the problems with gender stereotypes and it advocates for positive and power solution, powerful solutions. Um so just like how girls have to see themselves all the time looking thin and and perfect and you know it talks about boys too being being tough and how they're supposed to desire these women and it's a must see for I think anyone that has uh, young girls at home to sit down and watch as a family and really it helps you understand like I watched this and was like that is why I feel the way about certain things like this has kind of been programmed into me since I was young. So it's really important. Um, see it. Yeah. And, and men should see it, too, to be like, oh, maybe that's why I look at women a certain way is, again, it's kind of been, you know, branded into them, too. Yeah. It's just kind of like subliminally been put into your head since you're a child. Like yeah. What you're supposed to find beautiful. I think and it's, of, awesome. it's not I think always the case. myself sitting at home when I'm young on my bed, like reading Cosmo magazine um, and what that has done to me long term Mm. and why I've literally been on a diet 
since I was like 14 years old. <laughs> so it helps understand that. I'm also going to recommend the documentary. And this one is much harder to watch. This is called The Invisible War. Okay. And you, you, you literally have to brace yourself before you watch it. It's about sexual assault in the military and how it is completely covered up by those in power. And you get to kind of see the story unfold through the eyes of several of the female survivors. Um, they, I think that the directors, I've got to think, Kirby Dick and Amy Zierig, I think. And they actually followed this film up with one called The Hunting Ground, which is about sexual assault on college campuses. Okay. So they're, they're a double hitter. It's it's hard it's to hard, watch. It's, it's hard but important. It's, so, it's really important. It's incredibly frustrating uh, to see these horrible acts and how they're covered up. But, you know, this is this is part of our world, and I think it is great to check out during Women's History Month. It's important to watch these kind of documentaries, so that way you don't think that it's not a problem, you don't think it's getting better, because no. these things are not getting better it's yeah. until you put a sh- shine a light but on when it. We all, yeah, once you shine a light on it, then we can kind of move forward and find solutions. So, yeah. All right, can you lighten it up at all for us? I you, do what I do. It's you, terrible. I can sort of lighten it up. Okay. So the next person I want to highlight is actually a director, um, Catherine Bigelow. Do you know who she is? Oh. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty is a great... Zero Dark Thirty, Detroit. She did Point Break, mm-hmm. which is you a know, hugely underrated action movie yeah. um, from the early 90s. Um, she is just one of the top, if not the top um, director, one of the top directors in Hollywood, probably the top female director female in director, Hollywood. Female director, yeah, not enough of those. Um, this does not okay, but she's also James Cameron's ex-wife. So anything related to James Cameron, you know it's got to be good. Um, I guess so. They're not related, but well, they were. Were you she saying was, that her his good ideas like had to rub off on her for her to have good ideas? No, I'm saying that you have. I'm to, I'm rolling my shirt sleeves up right now, Jacob. Oh no, no, I'm saying that you have to be to be up on James Cameron's level. You have to be a special kind of awesome, and she was. Wasn't she nominated the one year and he wasn't? Yeah, the, when she won for the Hurt Locker, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she won the. Well, no, it wasn't the same, <laughs> but yeah, she like Catherine Bigelow, one of the best directors out in Hollywood. Doing very important and awesome movies. I don't know if you saw Detroit, um, her latest. Movie. I haven't yet. No, it's a very intense movie about the uh, Detroit riots, race riots in the 1960s and yeah. 70s. Um, I think though Zero Dark Thirty is the perfect choice for this month to see. That's a good point. You know, yeah. woman in the military, uh, really leading the way in so the uh, pressures Jessica, of that. Jessica Chastain. Chastain. That's a good movie. It was a good movie. So yeah, like Catherine Bigelow, you see her name in a movie. Doesn't matter because I this Point Break was a perfect example. I thought it was going to be a stupid surfer movie. I avoided it watching it. Watch it. It's awesome. Just fabulous. So okay. anything you see Catherine Bigelow's name attached to, awesome, go check huh? that out. Awesome. 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 Awesome Sir. sauce. Is that, that's a remake of the, wait, no, she's the original. She's the Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze one. Yeah, she's the original <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, she was all the one back then. See, I like how you're like, oh, Stop. point break. Ugh. You called it awesome. <laughs> you go back and watch it. It is a f- I, awesome I, movie. I will, I will do that. Okay. <laughs> I will not hear you disgrace the name <laughs> of Patrick Swayze okay. and Keanu Reeves on this hey, show. Roadhouse forever. We'll have to, <laughs> we could dedicate a whole episode to it. Um all right, I'm going to mention quickly just a couple films about real people that are wonderful. Uh, Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett. There's oh, two of okay. those out where she plays Elizabeth Tudor, obviously. Like, yeah, Elizabeth and Elizabeth the Golden Age. Yeah, like the, the strongest um, woman maybe ever. Just The films are really um, intelligent, too, so they do a great job. Blanchett, she, she can't do it's Kate Blanchett. She can't yeah. do anything wrong. Uh, Frida about the life of the Mexican artist Frida Kahlo, played by Selma Hayek. That is... Uh, Oscar-winning performance by Yeah, her. and she... Um, I don't think she won. She did. I think she was nominated. I didn't think she won. Yeah, she's got an Oscar. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Look it up. 
I, <laughs> Look it up. Google it. Wikipedia it. Told. Or just come down to your local library and see that little Oscar sticker on Frida. <laughs> okay, Jacob, that's that's what I'll do. <laughs> but really stunning performance. It kind of shows how female painters are overlooked uh, despite their you know stunning talent. Uh, the Iron Lady, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, first female prime minister. Uh, again, people are kind of mixed feelings about her, but still... You know, yeah. she was the first in her field. And that movie Joy was pretty good, where Jennifer Lawrence played Joy uh, Megano, who invented that new mop. I didn't it, see that one. Yeah, just like, again, not a perfect film, but this woman starting her own business empire. You know what's weird? I actually Very remembered cool. that lady from QVC because my mom used to Did watch you? it a lot. So, like, I knew who she was. I was like, oh, even when I saw the previews for the movie, I was like, isn't that the mop lady? Because they never really talked about it in the trailer. Okay. And I was like, I know who she is. I've been watching her for years. Like, yeah. in between costume jewelry and stuff you don't really need. That's really funny. You just talked about jewelry. It made me think also Aaron Brockovich. Okay. Real life. Great, great uh, human being. Um and then oh, there's so much I want to talk about, Jacob. I know, I'm like, really like overwhelmed we're here. We're always up on the clock. I'm like looking at it. I want to talk about fam- favorite authors and characters. But let me quick another book. Everyone should check out I Am Malala um, by Malala Yousafzai about the girl who stood up for education and was shot by the Taliban. I think most people know her story. Um, Malala was fighting for her right to an education and when she was 15 in Pakistan she was shot in the head at point blank range but she just survived and by 16 I feel like she became a global symbol of peaceful protest and she is the youngest nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize very very inspiring story and there's a documentary about her as well which I think is called he named me Malala so check those out. All right, what you got? All right, I'm going to go uh, quick fire. Uh, check out Lady Bird with Greta Gerwig up for Best Picture and but of course, Best Director this yes. past year. Um, Tiffany Haddish, The Last Black Unicorn, just because yeah, she's awesome. And she is now narrating the audiobook, for, so you might want to wait till that comes out. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. um, we got the DVDs for the Insecure Insecure on HBO by Issa yep. Rae, another great show that you know people enjoy. Um, you know, oh, Princess Mononoke, if you're in the anime mood. Oh, I love Princess Mononoke. Um, check out Veep, uh, Wonder Woman. You know, there's a million things that came out there's this year. There's so much. You know what? This is actually, in the box office news, this was actually the first time in history where the top two grossing movies at the box office this year were both female-led movies yes. with The Last Jedi and Wonder Woman. That's so. awesome. Um, and also, since we just spied uh, Jordan looking to scoop up some Beyonce tickets, I cannot recommend enough that you check out Lemonade. And I feel like, Jacob, this is something you think you will not be interested in, but Lemonade is mind-blowing. It's seriously amazing. I am not part of the beehive or whatever the heck it is. She's not my favorite artist. Lemonade was the best thing that that crossed my desk in a long time. You should watch it with all of the videos. um, Jay-Z might disagree with that assessment of it because he comes off a little bit of a bad guy in this story. Well, he is a bad guy. Yeah, he is he did, bad He did a bad, but it's wonderful. Um, so quickly, we'll get into some uh, fam- favorite female characters. I know you had mentioned from, um, was it Artemis? So yes. you love that character. I, there's a couple I mentioned in the last episode with Mary Jean, Matilda, um, obviously from the book Matilda. Um, we mentioned Clan of the Cave Bear, the character Isla. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that's like strong woman in Neanderthal times. It's awesome. I really love, and here comes the, the great shudder of everyone, Dagny Taggart from Atlas Shrugged. Uh, um, stop it. Did you read it? No, of Exactly. That is the response of everyone's like, oh, I never read it. I don't want to reread that. I played Bioshock. I you got know, it. You know, it politically came out like that it was you know, a book for a certain party. It's not. It's a fantastic book. It is such a strong female character, especially considering the time that it was written. There were not characters written like that. And the the story is that she she runs a railroad and she's trying to, you know, figure out what is is happening to the to the industry she's trying to find this engine to keep things going intelligent kind of people in the world are disappearing from society and she's trying to figure out what's happening to that and yeah just read it before you have an opinion about it that is what i say yeah exactly check check it out I mean, you know, I mean, Ayn Rand it. has her own strong philosophies, but you have to consider that she was a woman growing up in communism. And this book is kind of a reaction to that, where she was very much like, I am sick of, you know, working for the for for everyone. She wanted her own sort of freedom. And I feel like, you, you know, you look at the book that way. They are not meant to be taken literally. They're kind of caricatures of, you know, these people. So if just o- check it out. If only more people. If you have that. like 100 hours to read. <laughs> um, and, and don't forget, everybody. All of these books are going to be available. All these books and movies are available at your local library. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, for the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library. Yeah. And you can find our show on SoundCloud and iTunes. So don't yeah. forget to rate and subscribe. And we're trying to get on Google Play. So hopefully we'll be yeah, there. we'll be on there um, soon. But before we go, and then if you're down here and you're looking for a new book to read for the month, why don't you check out a couple of my favorite female authors? You can go start over in the A's. Check out Margaret Atwood. Uh Joan Didion, Mally Malloy, she does wonderful short stories, and I don't usually like short stories. Patti Smith, her music and her writing, extraordinary. I cannot believe the way that woman writes. That book, Just Kids, was absolutely brilliant. And then one of my favorites, Mary Doria Russell, who wrote The Sparrow, which is, you know, on my, maybe my top all-time favorite book. So, And again, you know, you can always tweet at the library if you're looking for more suggestions. I have so many more. Um, I, I have just pages of stuff that I want to talk about that we didn't get to. Yeah, I know. It happens every week to us. So, But all right. So we did it. Yay, Thank we you so it. much uh, for for listening to this episode. Yeah. And well, it's good because, you know, I got to like rush out the door. Are you, you know, ready got, to wrap it I, up? I got a meeting. So you, I have to go I'm telling you right stuff. now that you are going to be thankful that you stayed to listen to me talk more. I promise you that. Mm. I think you're going to like this You one. have my attention. Okay. So my question to you is, what do you call a woman who raps about women's rights? What? <laughs> oh, I think you popped yourself on this one. Feminem. Oh. <laughs> you are happy. I know those smile I, lines. I am you not, liked it. I am not unhappy having stayed for that. Feminem. <laughs> you got him. I'm getting I'm getting a slow Ron Swanson smile over my face. <laughs> All right, you guys. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.